coming in at 9.0 on the Richter scale, but a 10.0 on the laughter scale. Here's Cliff and Kendall. Cliff and Kendall, Cliff and Kendall, Cliff and LB, Kendall, are we reciting the alphabet? Oh, I thought you said obese, Kendall, and I said yes, that is correct. <laughs> that's just that how people sometimes refer to you. Well, there's obese, Kendall. Well, that, that's how we answer the phone. Obese, Cliff. Obese, Kendall. Obese. I didn't think it'd be like if there's some place where there's two Kendalls. We're like, well, there's Kendall, and then there's obese Kendall over there. Like, that'd be the way to... <laughs> I like to think in another dimension, there's a non-obese In another Kendall. dimension, Kendall, somewhere, we're having just the time of our lives. And don't you doubt it. Living our perfect life. Living our Oprah best life. You know, somewhere that Cliff and Kendall are doing it. Not currently in this universe or dimension, but we're still here. <laughs> in this universe, it's Cliff and Kendall, coast to coast, internet radio talk show. Right. <laughs> the one... <laughs> Okay, You've come to know and tolerate over the years. <laughs> uh, have they come to tolerate it? I guess if they're listening, they have. They have our twos and threes of listeners, Kendall. They just love it, love it, love it. Can't get enough of Please. it. Cliff, with this quarantine, we're up to like three or four listeners, I'm sure. Probably threes and fours, yeah. Yeah, huge numbers. Huge, huge numbers, huge co-hosts. And Kendall, what are, <laughs> what are we doing? We're of course still in Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Turns Butter Churn of Pottery and Butter the store. We're still hanging out. I've been hanging out over in my corner, uh, you know, watching. You have been hanging out of your corner. <laughs> Murder, she wrote. I've been, you know, I just need to see Jessica solve a crime. Is there anything more comforting than seeing Jessica Fletcher solve a murder? I defy There's not. you. There's not. There's not. Um, and I, I have, you know, I love Murder, She Wrote. I always have. But every time, every time, I get the theme song out of my head. And I'm like, oh, finally, finally, it's out. All of a sudden, your computer signs on over there. And it's back. So I well, constantly have this theme song in my head. I told you yesterday, because I fell asleep during the last episode. And then it goes back to the menu where it just repeats the theme song for all eternity unless you turn it off yeah and so i said why I didn't you, with that in there <laughs> why did you not just go over there and close it down why because i'd obviously just fallen asleep that's a long way to walk when you're that tired <laughs> a long way to walk when you're that tired you know we've the- all done it you'd rather just listen to the menu play over and over again than to find the remote and turn off the television i don't know the the murder she wrote theme song i probably could listen to for all eternity but some other, you know, some other uh, menus, like I love Brooklyn Nine-Nine, that show, 
and I have the uh -huh. the DVDs, and it has, and it's a great theme song, but it's like scary when it starts because it's -da 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 -da. <laughs> and so it like takes me by surprise every time. I'm like, Whoa! so I've got to go <laughs> turn it off really quickly. Oh my gosh! It, uh, yeah, you gotta you gotta think about this uh, TV when you're making TV theme songs. Uh, I talk to TV like it's a entity. Mm -hmm. oh. Make sure you think about your theme song so it doesn't just play and repeat and drive people insane. I know, I know. But anyway, we were insane long before this all began. And Kendall, why don't you tell people oh, yeah. what are we talking about this week on the show? Who even knows? Who no, knows? we're talking about the top. 10 greatest inventions of all, all time. 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 We're, talking, we're talking ever, 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 ever. ever. So these better be some real good inventions. You know that mine are great. Oh, I gotta say. Mine are, mine, oh, are, mine are great. Well, then we've got 10 great ones coming right up. I'm just preaching to the choir. Okay, good. Good. We've got some oh, 10. Oh, boys. <laughs> are you talking about preaching and choirs? Oh, are oh. we starting a choir, dear? I think that's a lovely idea. Oh, bless oh. Yes, dear. Let's start a choir. Oh, well, I could be the soprano, dear. And and maybe Cliff could sing the tenor part. Oh. Now, Kendall, maybe you could, you could try to sing the bass, but we might have to have a little practice session first. Oh, I know what Kendall can do. Kendall, boy, you'll make the... The robes. <laughs> It'll be wonderful, Bob. Oh, there, there's something I could do. I don't know about singing in the choir. Well, let's, let's, you know, we'll just put all that on hold. Someday we'll get to that. <laughs> but, you know, are you guys excited? Crockpot is, of course, going to be directing all of us in a benefit performance that we're going to do online. We're going to beam it out, uh, a webcam of Little Shop of Horrors. And she hasn't told us the, who gets the parts <laughs> yes. yet. She hasn't put up the cast list yet. Oh, I'm so excited, dear. I think it's a lovely idea. Oh. And I think it'll make the world such a happier place. Oh, yes. I think it'll be very winning, dear. You know, I love all musicals and things about plants. I just love grasses and flowers and shrubbery, dear. I'm a big fan. Oh, yes, dear. Well, you know, you're the you're the Seymour to my plant. You're always watering me and keeping me with fresh plant food all the time. You're such my... Oh. My wonderful daffodil. <laughs> oh, sugar lump. It's my pleasure, dear. <laughs> oh, all this love going around. I mean, we have been stuck in this place for a while now, but we are doing the best we can and keeping everybody sane. And we started doing um, call-in orders where, where uh, Charles is wearing his uh, Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churns scuba suit and taking uh, orders out to cars if they call in ahead of time. And I'm doing magic from the window. It's wonderful. Uh, you know, we got little markers set up on the ground six feet apart in case a crowd forms. Just watching the magic show. We keep them, you know, social distance. Well, of course, Kendall, you know, your magic has managed to make many customers disappear. And I'm doing what I can in this hard time. <laughs> you just keep almost singing the theme song, I think, from the just the ten of us. Doing it the best I can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh dear, I think it's lovely what we're all doing oh, to, yes. to make this place better. So wonderful. You know, I'm so happy and thankful that we can provide butter and pottery and doilies to those in need during this time. Oh, and me of course, too, Charles is very brave to go out and deliver the items, boys. He's a hero. Oh, isn't Charles so lovely for doing it? Yes, well, dear. I don't, uh, I don't wonder he'll get some sort of mayoral re recommendation or something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I think it's lovely what he's doing, and I think it's lovely what we're all doing here. And I cannot wait to find out who's going to be the different people in the play. I, I hopefully Crockpot will put that up later in the show. Oh, I hope so. Let's hope. Let's cross our fingers. She, I can see over there now she's, you know, she's very deep in thought trying to figure out. Well, I've, I've told her many times I played Seymour in high school, so I'm ready to go. You have. Me you know, I've, I was up late last night discussing a lot of different casting scenarios with her, not trying to woo her, just letting her know. You know, like, well, this, these are some ways it could go. These are some of the possible scenarios. Well, I think we should uh, stay away from her during this <laughs> challenging time for her to choose all these people and not try to influence her in any way. Well, you know, Kendall... That would be prudent. You know I'm an influencer not only on Instagram, but in life. <laughs> oh, dear, I do see that Funky needs... Look, Funky's having trouble reaching that thing on the shelf, dear. Oh, it seems no. like maybe we should go help Let's her. Let's go help her. Get that... Thing off of the shelf. Oh, funky girl. I'll, I'll, Daddy will reach it for you. Oh, I think it's a puzzle. It looks like they're going to put together a puzzle. Oh, that'll be fun. Puzzling, puzzling, puzzling. Do you love puzzles? I do. You know, do you remember that time we tried to get that company to make a puzzle of us, but they said there weren't enough pieces. Not enough pieces. That they could put in one box. It'd be like a five million piece puzzle, and nobody's going to ever finish that. <laughs> they said it would be five million pieces, and it would have to cost $3,000. And it just didn't yeah. seem doable for us at the time on the website. So maybe someday, though, Kendall, but let's talk enough about puzzles later. Let's talk now about inventions. Kendall, why don't you start off this inventive right. invention countdown? And let me take a guess. Is number 10 on the invention countdowns the invention of countdowns? No, it was a hard 11. Oh. <laughs> so it just, it just missed the top 10. Oh. But no, number 10, Cliff. Number 10 on the top 10 inventions of all time is... You know, you know it well. You've always got it in your hand. The remote control. Oh, I thought you were going <laughs> to say the wiener. No, Cliff. That that was a long ago invention. Uh, 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 but it wasn't suited for this countdown. No, it's the remote control. It forever stopped people from having to get up and go to the TV to change the channel and adjust the volume. Do you remember having to do that as a child? I do remember having to do that. That's why... I think that's why kids used to sit like close to the TV, because their parents would be like, "Turn yeah. this down, turn this up, flip this channel." <laughs> well, you know, and that was when you only had four channels. Once it got to five or six, you're like, "This is getting uh, out of hand. I gotta invent something." And then somebody was like, "I got it. We'll just take this cord that goes all the way across the living room, so you can sit out over there." And then finally, they were like, "We gotta get rid of this cord." And so there you go. That, and that was the history of the remote control. Now, I remember having a VCR that had a cord remote control. Did, did you have one that had a corded remote control? 
Yes, and and people tripped over it. Uh, people knocked the entire VCR off of the television <laughs> when they tripped over it. It became a huge hazard. I, I clotheslined myself several times before we got rid of that cord. <laughs> no, I did that all the time. <laughs> that Every time the I sound it. of you tripping over the cord. <laughs> So yeah, I, I did not like that cord, and I'm glad that we are now a cordless society. <laughs> cordless society. Do you think there's any correlation between the onset of morbid obesity and the, the being able to sit and not have to get up and change the channel? Oh, 100%. That is when my obesity started. Yeah, if we had no remote controls, then my steps in the day would just be through the roof yeah ten thousand before noon before noon my my uh phone would be saying cliff sit down take a rest i want i want everything to be on a remote what what's something that you would like to be on a remote that's not food food <laughs> what else like i want to be able if i'm hungry it's like dinner time i, I don't want to get up and go make it well i just hit the remote and it will just appear in front of me like a, a Star Trek food replicator. Oh, that sounds spooky. <laughs> oh, it's the future, Cliff. Get used to it. It's the future. Way of the future. Way of the future. All right, Kendall, I'm here with the, another way of the future. I'm with number nine on the greatest Ooh, number nine. inventions of all time. One of the greatest. Inventions, Kendall. The ninth greatest invention ever. Are you ready? I'm so ready. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say it's but, true. Because if you'd said I'm not ready, I would have said, "All right, let's work through this. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's see what we can do to get you ready for number nine. Because here it comes. Number nine, Kendall. Can you imagine a time before they invented? Posters. <laughs> what a bland, horrible world <laughs> that what it was. Oh, 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 I, I, I can't oh, even oh, fathom it because oh, there have been so many posters around us for so long now. I cannot fathom it before then. Which okay, when did they first invent posters, Cliff? Oh, just so long ago. It had to be so long. I, I imagine. Don't you think it's probably a, you know a little over. About a hundred years ago, probably, really, where they could print them and sell a whole lot. Yeah, where they had, like, wanted posters in the Old West, so that was a poster. That was a poster. They've been around a long time. Yeah. So, see, they've been around in different forms. And what I love about them is that they're just so big, the posters of today. And they just (laughs) allow you something just great to look at. And, you know, I have, back in the motel, I've... I took their painting out of the frame. I hope they don't mind. But I put a big poster in the frame that Terry the Temp had sent me of Ernest Scared Stupid, the movie poster. And I can just see it in my mind oh, right I now. And, I, and, and Clark, it's beautiful. You know, posters, they have been around forever. And doesn't it kill you when you see somebody's house that they've lived in for a while and they have just nothing on the wall? Oh, yeah. And like, you where think, have you been? Where have you been? Who who even are you that there's nothing you want on the wall? The nothing? only excuse for that, the only excuse for not having anything on your walls is you've been in quarantine at a world-famous butter doily and pottery shop and you haven't been able to hang anything on the wall. That's the only acceptable solution. Well, I say it's barely an acceptable solution because, you know, one of my tips 
for quarantine is to print out pictures of Jake Gyllenhaal and other hunks and such, and that's why they're all over my corner over there. So I don't eat right unless you. I don't eat well. Any. We'll order some more. Kendall, quit your quit your bitching. But, but, the, post, but, but, the poster but, industry but, but, is just, but, but, I hope it never goes bust. But, but, it's keeping me afloat at night. And thank you, God, for posters. Do you have any big poster memories? You almost stumped me there. Uh, oh, I got a good one. I got a good one. I, I, I don't even remember where I got it or why I got it. But at some point, there was like a big, huge, uh, you remember the movie Chicago? Uh-huh. That with Cats and Santa Jones, there was a huge like poster they had like at the movie theaters that they would put on the wall, and I don't know if Susan got it or somehow we got this poster, and when we when Susan and I first moved to LA, we hung it up on the wall and it was like bigger than our apartment, but we had a huge Chicago uh-huh. poster wall, and I just always remember that. So that that's my my favorite uh, poster memory. Memories of the posters on my wall. Listeners, if you want to hear more about the posters at Cliff and Kendall on Twitter, just tweet us and I'll tell you about my Reba posters, <laughs> about all the Madonna, about all the movie posters, my Titanic posters, my X Files posters from when I was a teen, and my Justin Timberlake posters in the closet. Whatever you want to hear about, just at Cliff and Kendall. Careful, Twitter. listeners, only serious inquiries because he will send you so much information about his posters. Um. Have, Cliff, have you noticed there's so many ants in here all over the booth? Ant, the I don't know. Did on? somebody leave out like a big piece of butter or a big, you know, piece of uh, sheep cheese? Are, are, is that directed toward me? I, I'm directing everything towards you. You're the one I'm talking to. Cliff, you know I never leave food behind, ever. Uh, if I did, it was a huge mistake, and it was probably Charles's fault or something. So I can neither confirm nor deny that that happened, but there are ants everywhere. Well, I... All it right. might be because I saw Charles the contractor. He was having lunch in here in the booth yesterday because he said he wanted some alone time with his ham sandwich. And there you have it. Uh, moving right along, it's time for number eight on the countdown. Oh, ain't it great? Ain't it great? Number eight. Uh, Cliff, I know that you love these, and I, I know that uh, it's hard to have them this far back into the countdown. There's just so many wonderful things that were invented, but movies and even more i'm gonna i'm gonna push it even more to the obscure and say halloween movies oh aren't they a great invention and what will we have done without i think i'm gonna start watching halloween movies now forget that it's summer i think it's time i think you should and a few moments before we started the show you were saying like i'm so bored sitting here reading the back of these butter tubs all day. I've got nothing to do except for rehearse my yeah, lines. Yeah, done with all the butter tubs. Because you don't know what lines to rehearse because we don't know who we're going to be in the show yet. I'm just rehearsing them all. I'm just rehearsing them all, Kendall. Well, that's good. You can be everyone's understudy. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say, you okay. should start, since you've got nothing to do, and Susan, you know, you could FaceTime her over at the motel where she's stuck. Why don't you should start making y'all your Halloween costumes? Oh, well, that, that is a good idea. I could start making Halloween costumes. And I think I'm going to watch Beetlejuice tonight just to, to celebrate. To celebrate and have with a plate of sardines. Why not? Why not? Why not? Why, Why not? Don't you love Halloween movies? What's your favorite Halloween movie? If you could only save one on a desert island. Oh, I, I haven't had the time to think about that. <laughs> um, I, I'll, I'll probably just... Oh, a Hocus Pocus. Oh, there you go. I was worried for a second that you were going to get the wrong answer. But there <laughs> oh, you God. go. 
Well, see, part of me thought, was Cliff on the desert island? Like, should will he have Hocus Pocus? Should we have picked different ones? What if we have the same movie? Right. We, and we, we're stuck on this desert island with two copies of Hocus Pocus. I know. Well, that, there, there's worse things than that. But I would, if yeah. I knew you were bringing Hocus Pocus, I would bring Ernest and Scared Stupid. So we'd have both. There you go. All right. Ooh, I feel we're better. set. I feel better knowing we have both on the island. All right, Kendall. I, I have feel a lot better. One more for you. Okay. All right. Not even going to ask if you're ready because I don't care. Here we go. Number. I'm ready. I'm so ready. Seven. Number seven. <laughs> Number seven. This one is heaven. God. Kendall. Fans. Oh, yeah. Fans of our show. <laughs> that blow the cool <laughs> air. No. That blow, that blow cool air on you when it is so hot. See, my fan turned off right before you said that. It knew that you were saying that. I, I don't know why. I just was looking over, and when you said fans, and I thought, he could not have just said fans. Well, just listeners probably can hear, mine is still blowing hard. <laughs> and thank God. Because fans... <laughs> Kendall, because you, you know so hard. many inventions, you just think, well, they're wonderful, but also they're terrible for some reason, you know. And I love air conditioning so much, yeah. But then also, it's a little bit terrible because of probably the environment and stuff. But I, you know, if if we had lived in a world probably. where there was no air conditioning, I think no matter how fat we are, we would have like gotten used to it, you know. So it's not our fault. Yeah. It's not our fault is the emphasis. But, uh, you know, fans, all types of fans, you know, from the church fan where you're sitting there fanning yourself to the, Mm -hmm. you know, the ceiling fans to the oscillating fans to any kind of fan, the box fan. Oh, God bless the box fan. I'm such a big fan. (laughs) Don't you? Where would we be? As a race of humans. Well, we'd be hot. That's where we'd be. <laughs> we'd be damn hot. I, I have to sleep with a fan every night. Because I cannot sleep if I don't have a breeze blowing past my face. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. That, that is, and, and thank God that we still have the power going or we'd be in big trouble. Oh, is it go- oh, Kindle don't. Don't even <laughs> mention if the power grid goes. Whew. We need to set up a, a, a Gilligan's Island um, electric generating stationary bicycle so that when that happens, we'll have to take turns being on the bicycle, losing weight, while the rest of us get a fan and a TV. Yeah, you're going to have to work on making fans out of coconuts for all the rest of us, okay? <laughs> all right. Somebody order some coconuts. Somebody order a coconut. Uh, uh, hey, Cliff, uh, I got a question for you. I hate to just uh, break in with a question, but... Yeah. What the food? 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 No, I got some uh, some food related trivia for you that you're gonna love. Oh, do you think I'll answer it? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? It, we'll see. We'll see. It's gonna be a, a test of of uh, of the show. All right, Cliff. I got a. Qu- It'll be a test of the show. Let's see if you'll answer this one. What does the E in Chuck E. Cheese stand for? Ernest. No. Entertainment. Entertainment? Well, that's his middle name. Yeah. That's what the E stands for in Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast, too. Uh, Yeah. Entertainment. Entertainment. Kendall. Yeah. Which vegetable is a green variety of banana used as a staple food in the tropics? If I knew that, I wouldn't be this fat. Um, Oh. Green banana. 
uh, 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 kumquat. <laughs> no quat. It's a plantain. Oh, plantain. I do love a good plantain. You do, yeah, you love a plantain. That's why I can't believe you didn't get that. Moving on. Cliff, what is the French culinary term for a dish that has been covered with breadcrumbs or grated cheese and browned? Au gratin. Oh, yeah, it's au gratin. Oh, oh, oh. I, I really wanted to no. say no gratin. It's au gratin, but you left me no choice. <laughs> Kendall, which variety of hard green-skinned apple is named after an Australian woman who died in 1870. That old uh, Granny, Granny Smith. Granny Smith, you know we eat her apples every day. (laughs) (laughs) I stick to the sweet and delicious, what do they call them? Uh, They're not sweet and delicious. Golden delicious, yeah sure. Alright, Cliff, which fit? Alright. Alright. Which fast food restaurant has an item on its menu called a blizzard? Oh, Kendall, don't you wish you were knee-deep in a blizzard right now from Dairy Queen? Uh, That's why I brought it up, because I just was salivating over a blizzard not too long ago. Mm. Oh, I wish I could have Mm. a grape Pop Rocks Blizzard. Grape Kool-Aid Pop Rocks Blizzard. I wish we had a good one, but yes. (laughs) Kendall... What type of flowers produce vanilla pods? What t- uh, is that? A Tahitian? Uh, I'll stop you right there. No, it's not. It's <laughs> an orchid. <laughs> oh, that's what I was trying to think of the word, but I thought it was a Tahitian orchid. A Tahitian orchid. I, th- I call Tahitian bullshit. Uh, no. Because uh, I went to Tahiti, bitch, and I remember they had uh, vanilla stuff everywhere. <laughs> and they're, they're all everywhere you read, there's a t-shirt that says, Vanilla pods come from Tahitian orchids. Don't forget, yeah. in case someone asks you. And then I went and forgot. All right, Cliff, which, then you fast, went and forgot. which fast food restaurant tested bubblegum broccoli as a children's menu item? Something you would have loved. <laughs> I don't know, but I want, I want to buy some stock. Uh, McDonald's. Yes! Oh, I'm loving it. (laughs) Alright, Kendall, finally, for me, Mm -hmm. on this side, what is the process that rids food, especially milk, of bacteria? Uh, is that when it, when you're watching it on a conveyor belt and it goes right pasteurized? It's pasteurization! Pasteurization, yeah! There's an old famous magic joke that this guy that he ha- he drinks a glass of milk and he has glass those glasses that are like a straw, and when he drinks it, it goes through the the glasses and he says, "Look, it's pasteurized." <laughs> oh, love Let's it! See, I got lift. two. I got too caught up when you said conveyor belt, and I thought of Laverne and Shirley watching a bunch of milk bottles go by. Give us any chance, we'll take it. With us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna. Yeah, they would be like, we need some Pepsi with all this milk. <laughs> oh, there's so many references that we could go in that direction. Uh, but I have and one I, Why final... stop now? Can you think of any more? Vitamin <laughs> <laughs> meat and Benjamin. Um, I got one more food trivia question for you, though, before we take all a break. Right. And try to get rid all of these right. ants that are crawling all over the mic cables and everywhere. Oh, uh, shit. Originally from Quebec, what food comes from the local French slang word for a mess? Oh, poutine. 
Yes! You oh. bitch, how'd you know that? <laughs> Kendall, it's in my routine to know all about poutine. It's... Did you you must have had that shirt that said, Don't forget if somebody ever asked you a question about the Quebec word for French slang for a mess. It's poutine. It's poutine? Because it, isn't that where that's sort of where they ha- want they put gravy on their French fries, right? Yeah. Oh, I could go for some gravy on my french fries. Ooh. I could go for some gravy on my mashed potatoes. Give me gravy. <laughs> oh, oh, Kendall, let's go Give out there and see. Give it to me now. <laughs> th- is that Crock-Pot? Is she getting up to put out the cast list Ooh. for the show? Oh, my God. Crock-Pot, you know, I've talked to you about this. Okay. I hope you've done the right thing. We'll be right back. I believe in miracles, and I believe Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. Foolish friends, Freddy Krueger is on your phone. Dial this number now. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. All brand new, straight from my boiler room to your home. It's Freddy Krueger on your phone. So dial this number now if you dare. Tell them Freddy sent you. Two dollars the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you dial. And we're back. It's Cliff and Kindle time. Are you so excited about our live production that's going to go out on the internet of all of us here doing Little Shop of Horrors? Me starring as Audrey, the non-binary friend. I am now excited that Crockpot did the right thing and she gave me the titular role of Seymour Krellborn. And I know that the only way to keep you happy was to give you Audrey uh, as a non-binary. Because she's like, I can't, uh, can't, you know. She was worried if she didn't give you Seymour, it was going to be a problem. But that, so we, we've reached a happy conclusion. Well, you know, I want, I said, could I have that titular role of Seymour? And she, she said, no. She said, <laughs> she said, look, let's look up what the word titular means. And we did. And then, of course, things changed <laughs> after that. Uh, but no, Kendall, we, you know, I talked with her late into the night. You were over there snoring in your corner about many, many scenarios, many possibilities. And I said, hey, this is our time to really come out for the non-binary, for the transgender, for the gender neutral folks of the world. And she said, hey, but isn't it going to be controversial that you, someone who does not say they're gender neutral, playing a gender-neutral person. I said, yes, it will, Crock-Pot, but 
we're only quarantined with so many people. So we're going to do the best we can. And I said, when has controversy <laughs> ever stopped us? Right, right. We, we, we said, maybe, frankly, we'll get, you know, instead of threes and fours, fours and fives of people listening. Hey, hey we're moving on up. Just a couple people, you know, in there every week hate listening to the show. But so I think it's going to be great. I said, let's give Kendall Seymour. You know, I think we could <laughs> let's we could all do with seeing less of him, but let's see more of him in this <laughs> role. Well, you're going to be hearing a lot more of me. So there you go. We're going to hear a lot, but you know, it would all came down to Crockpot. It's really her thing. She's the only one of us not going to perform in the show because she's just she's producing it she's directing she's it. she's a stage manager she's all those things she's got and i told her i said you've got to do the webcam because i don't know how <laughs> well and i can't stop in the middle of performance to work on it so she's gonna have to no so study I, up. I guess we'll be starting our rehearsals here any day now it'll be suddenly time to do our show now hey Cliff, we've been practicing our whole life every five minutes somebody says <laughs> Feed me. <laughs> yeah. Feed me, candle. Yes. Feed me all night long. That's right. Uh, all right. I don't know. Uh, Although I still don't know if I have, I don't know if what she's decided if we're going to do the movie ending or the Broadway ending. Oh, well, you got to go classic. You got to go Broadway. Oh, it's so sad, though. I don't know. It's just... Oh, but that's the way the world works. Oh, well, it's a, we have to leave it up to her. She's the director. She's the director. She's the sheriff. Moving on. Moving on. Getting off of Little Shop of Horrors because we have a long way to go before we're to that. Long way. Uh, it's uh, time to uh, talk uh, about uh, some more uh, great uh, inventions. All right. Where are we? We had... had, had all right. Had, number six on the greatest inventions of all time. The LED light, Cliff. Do you love it? <laughs> What's so funny? It brings so much light and joy to your life every day, and you don't even know it. The LED lights? Yes. 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 I prefer yes, the yes, softer yes, glow yes, of a regular yes, yes, Christmas yes, light. Yes, yes. I feel, oh, because you don't LED, know what you're talking they're, about. They're, they're too piercing. I'm not talking bright. about on Christmas lights. I'm talking about just LED lights in general. They, they use so much less electricity. Because they're little light-emitting diodes, and they, uh, they'll last for years and years. It's saving the environment one light bulb at a time. Cliff's like, no, ruin the environment. Turn those incandescent bulbs on. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And it will shine because it's LED. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And it's a regular light, and it's not a horrible LED light. No, are you talking about the ones that curl, like the curly lights? No, that's fluorescent. Uh, no, they're not fluorescent. Yeah, they are. No. The ones that like go in a regular light bulb socket, but they're like twisted and spin? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fluorescent tube. A fluorescent tube? No, there's yeah, that, no such those thing. Those are awful. Yes. Awful. But those the are... LED ones, they look like a regular light bulb, and, and you don't even know the difference. They even make, like, old incandescent, old-timey-looking ones that are LED now. Oh, 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 They're great. Oh, oh, <laughs> look it up. <laughs> I don't know about that one, Kendall. <laughs> that little light down there that says on air, that's an LED light. No, I took that bulb out put an incandescent one in just so it would look better. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> All right, Kendall, let's move on to number five. Is that what we're, we're right. moving on to? Yes, number five. And you 
will agree with me. I know, because you're what you're thinking now is I'm going to disagree with him just because he was all over my LED lights. That's what I'm thinking. But you won't be able to. <laughs> Face it. Kendall, the fifth greatest invention ever created. Near and far, it was the VCR. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> it was pretty good, right? Pretty, 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 pretty good. good. You cannot argue with the VCR. Not only did it bring you your wonderful VHS classics to you every day, all the greats, I could start naming, but I won't, that you've had on VHS, but it also did something so wonderful that is just taken for granted in these horrible days in which we live. You could set it to tape stuff that was on TV. You could set it and forget it. You could. You literally <laughs> could. And it was so wonderful. I had just tapes upon tapes where we had set it and forget it. Of The Simpsons, of Seinfeld back in the early days when we thought, man, we got to tape this shit so we can have it. Yeah. And it, oh, uh, but now you can't set it and forget it anymore unless you have one of those fancy millionaire <laughs> DVRs. Uh, or uh, a TiVo. A TiVo? Well, I know you've had a TiVo for 35 years, so I'll give you a pass. I did. I got one of the first since ones. you were an early, early adopter. When I knew. I was like, this is going to revolutionize the VHS player. And it Does did. TiVo, TiVo still exist? It's still a thing? Yeah. I still have oh, my okay. TiVo device. My my it, mother it works. Yeah, well, it so it's hard to get it to work now. My mother got it for me for my birthday like a long time ago, and uh, yeah, she had the foresight to think because they had a, they offered a monthly subscription or a lifetime subscription, mm. and it was like a hundred dollars for the lifetime. And she was like, well, "I'm getting a lifetime," and so I still have a subscription, but um, now it has to like because it, it doesn't like work with cable and stuff I have to have a, a separate thing that comes out to have a um, an infrared remote control sensor to like change the channel and know what's coming in but it will still record up to 40 hours oh so there you go TiVo well, there you go TiVo but of course v VCR you get a, one tape that's six hours that's just five tapes you, I, I had hundreds <laughs> of tapes well so. there you go but it, it takes up less room so there it you does. Go. But of course, you, you you can't archive the stuff like you felt like you were doing back within the VCR Well, that's days. true. Yeah, it could all just disappear. Because it's just on a hard drive. And no you know how drive. those get thrown around here. Oh, <laughs> let's not go throwing around hard drives. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that was a great number five. But that wait was. till you hear number four. Oh, Kendall, let's, our listeners are on the edge of their seats. But I'm saying let's pause on the countdown. Pause <laughs> for, for one that. of those. And then also, how about we get them in here and we do a little segment called Hot Subjects. Oh, you know they're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see if we Come can on. keep them cool. Get on in here. All right, guys. Oh, oh my goodness, dear. Did oh, I hear you oh, say oh, hot oh, subjects? I'm not sure oh, if we should do that. You know these are such tight quarters. Oh, I hope they're not very hot. Why don't you tone them down, boys? Yes, dear. We don't want to have an argument later when we're stuck here at the shop altogether. Oh, no. no definitely not over something so controversial. We'll keep them uh, lukewarm. How about that? Lukewarm subjects. And we'll <laughs> now, Kendall. Mine are pretty hot. Sorry, I can't really tone them down. Oh, can't be, can't Ooh. be censoring. Uh, well, you 
why don't you start us out then with a hot, hot subject, and then we'll, we'll work our way down. <laughs> All right. Police in Ohio said they were investigating a reported robbery at home when they made an unexpected discovery. It was an alligator Uh-oh. in a closet. Oh, oh my goodness, an alligator. Oh, oh, oh my. That, oh, that would be terrifying. And Columbus police said they were called to an east side home on Sunday on the report of a gun being pulled during an argument over the return of an Xbox gaming console. And the department said officers were collecting evidence and conducting interviews at the home when they found the alligator in the closet. (laughs) That sounds like a children's book. (laughs) And the Ohio Department of Agriculture was called in to take custody of the two-year-old animal. Investigators said it is legal to own an alligator in Ohio with the proper permits, which this alligator did not have. But it makes me wonder why. Why is it legal and why would you want an alligator of your very own? Oh, dear, I think it's very uncouth to keep an alligator in your home. Oh, it sounds very dangerous. Why, have you seen how sharp their teeth are? Oh, think about the children. Oh, oh, Lord, please save the children. Well, I think uh, because they didn't have the permit, it was more like, see you later, alligator. <laughs> oh, Kendall, dear, no, please. Oh, move it along there, boy. <laughs> All right, well, I got a lukewarm subject for you. All right. No, I'm lying. It's hot. All right, uh, police responded to reports of a lion on the loose. Whoa. Just like that alligator. It, it turned out, well, guys, it turned out to be just a really big dog with an unfortunate haircut. <laughs> police were understandably concerned when they received a number of calls reporting a lion had been spotted roaming freely in a nearby area. But when they got there, they found out that, you know... It was just a haircut, and they were uh, dealing with a doggo. And so then they were able to reunite the dog with the family, and all was well. Well, that is so controversial. I cannot believe we're even talking about it on the air. Isn't that a lovely story? (laughs) I don't know why you would want to make your dog look like a a jungle animal, dear. Who would do such a thing to the poor dog? Edward Scissor's hands would, dear. (laughs) I don't know who that is, and I don't think I want to know. <laughs> well, I've got another one, and it is pretty hot. You're going to want to sit down for this. Oh, dear. Animal rescuers in Britain. <laughs> yeah. Animal rescuers in Britain said a man who brought a stray puppy home from a construction site <laughs> later discovered the animal. Oh, gosh, guys. It was actually a fox cub. Talk about your fox news. The RSPCA said the worker found the baby animal at the building site and took it home when he soon realized it was not a dog, but a fox. And animal welfare... That has to be fake news, Cliff. (laughs) Animal welfare came and retrieved it from the home. And Brown said the cub, which appears to be under a month old, it's now in the care of veterinarians. And in most cases, females will return and collect their cubs if given the opportunity. And it's not unusual to see older cubs above ground on their own during the day, learning survival skills, just doing that at home school. And the parents are usually nearby homeschooling them, he said of the fox. Well, I'm so glad that that fox is being taken care of now. Oh, amen, dear. I worry so much about all the loose fox cubs out there in the world. Oh, isn't that so sad? 
I have a follow-up question, Cliff. What did the fox say? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, boy, but I'm so excited to be putting on this little plant musical with all of you, and I, I am so elated that I, I get to be a plant. <laughs> oh, well, Mr. Snodbottom, if you are excited about that, then you're going to love my final hot subject. Oh, what is it? So, a woman, and uh, where was it? A uh, devastated woman had been watering this plant for two years, uh, and she was devastated because she discovered that this succulent that she had been watering, that was in perfect condition, <laughs> wasn't real. Oh. <laughs> she had been religiously watering it, making sure it was getting the right amount of sunlight, and regularly cleaning the leaves for two years. She even went so far as to get mad at anybody else that tried to water it because she had a very specific regime and she was defensive if anyone else tried to get near it and she said then she found out it was fake and she is devastated oh kendall i think that sounds like fake news oh no it's fake plant whoa the poor plant i just hope it's okay and wasn't overwatered. yes dear you know she could have some dry rot if she tries to water a circular that's fake too long. Oh, yes. She should really be reading up on that one, boys. Oh, I'll send her a, a letter of correspondence to make sure she's understanding the proper way. Yes. That's wonderful of you. Well, that's all the hot subjects I've got. That's all yes. the hot subjects I've got, Kendall. Oh, thank God, because I am too hot. It's cooling off in here. Oh, dear. Oh, thank the Lord, dear. Let's go and look at our lines. I need to highlight my lines as the plant in the in the script. Oh, yes, sir. I need to go learn some Yiddish, dear. I'm going to be playing Mrs. Mushnik. <laughs> oh, oh this is going to be so much fun. This is going to be our breakthrough performance. <laughs> We've been waiting for a breakthrough. It's got to come any day now. <laughs> Unlike that breakthrough I did of the chair last week. The breakthrough. I break through my underpants. Every time I look down, I have split the seams again. <laughs> oh, yeah. There there are no underpants that don't have just holes in them now. <laughs> Kendall, what are we, we, what are we doing here? Why are we here? Who are the people? Uh, what are we... We're doing a count. We're ready for number four, right? We're ready for number four, and you better sit down because it's a good one. I'm sitting. The car, Cliff. The car. Oh. Isn't it a wonderful invention? It almost rivals the LED. But it gets you from place A to B. It's got four tires. Uh, It's got an air conditioner built in, if it works. Uh, Yeah, it's a great invention. And it's the the thing that made us grow up very quickly when we were old enough to drive. Oh, terrible for the environment. Worst go grease lightning, you're burning up a quarter of a mile. <laughs> One of the worst things ever created. We need mass oh, transit, wow. we need horse drawn buggies, we need rickshaws. We don't need all of these cars unless you're a celebrity and you need a stretch limo with tinted black windows. Cliff, I defy you to go up to a rickshaw driver and ask him to carry you down the street and see how that goes. <laughs> they have to band together and get three or four of them. <laughs> He's like, uh, you're going to need a car. <laughs> you're going to need a car. You're going to need a bigger car. Well, no, Kendall, we've all loved cars, and there are many good points about them. I will concede that, that there are, they do have good things about them, too. So, number Oh, we're getting on up there. We're almost there. <laughs> Looks like we made it. Number three. And this is another one. 
you're gonna you're gonna want to say something bad about it, but you will not be able to because okay. number three, the sandwich, <laughs> the Earl of Sandwich, the Earl. We thank you, Earl. I'll be your Duke, 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 Earl, Duke, 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 Earl, Duke. Earl, any day because the sandwich, wonderful. All of the mini sandwiches you can have. The ha- mm, I could go for a sandwich right you now. You know, I was thinking earlier, you know, we have egg salad sandwich and chicken salad sandwich. Why don't we have potato salad sandwiches? Why has no one put that on a sandwich yet? Well, let's do it. Let's do it. A new sandwich was born today <laughs> in the city of Bethlehem. We will be the Duke of that Earl. Duke, 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 Duke of Earl, Earl, Earl. What's your favorite sandwich? Kendall, pe- I love a peanut butter and jelly. Can't go wrong. Um, well, okay. I'll give you my favorite sandwich now, which is just like lettuce, onions, pickles, pickle, mustard, lettuce, mustard, mayonnaise, olive oil, salt and pepper. That's my that's my favorite sandwich these days. But when I was a kid, and I may have talked about this on the show before, my favorite sandwich of all time. And my mother start, uh, got me to start eating it. And every, every time I mention it, people are like, oh, it's disgusting. But we would make bologna, cheese, and grape jelly sandwiches. Now, before you barf or blorf, blorch, <laughs> you should think about the marriage of those three flavors. And oh, mm, 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 so good. <laughs> you got the savory and the sweet. Oh God! Do you ever make that now? No, I, I stopped eating meat. You know, I can't. I, but, I need to get some vegetarian bologna and try it. I haven't. Yeah, you can get. Yeah, you could get the fake Ooh. bologna. <laughs> the bologna bologna. Ooh, I might. I just might be doing that. I might just be doing it. Oh, that sounds good. I don't even know what we're talking about anymore. Oh, we were talking about the number three. So yeah, before we get yeah, to the top yeah, two, yeah, yeah, because yeah, because yeah, those are yeah, those are sacred very, very, sacred very, things. Very, very, I think very, it's time that we should help somebody. Let's do it. Let's help a few people while we can. I think it's a wonderful idea. Let me see if I've got a letter over here. All right, Make you've got this questions. World a better place. We've got answers. If you care, 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 care. Sorry, I, I got distracted. Somebody's running down the street exercising. We should be doing that. Oh. All right, Cliff, I've got a letter here. Let's see, I'm going to open it up. All right. <clears throat> On a recent Saturday afternoon... Oh, I missed the best part. Dear Cliff and Kendall. Oh. On a recent Saturday afternoon, two of my daughter's 13-year-old friends came to our house. My daughter answered the door, and after being denied access, both just pushed their way in. During the stay, the girls were rude and disrespectful, going through the refrigerator and pantry and helping themselves to a bologna, cheese, and grape jelly stamp. No, whatever they wished, and my wife and daughter repeatedly asked them to leave, but the girls laughed and ignored the requests. What do you suggest in an event such as this without getting physical as my wife didn't have their parents' phone numbers? I was away on a work trip during all this, so I couldn't help, and that sign disrespected in our home. What the fuck do you do, Cliff? Oh, well, Kendall, there's only one thing to do in this situation. You call up Maury Povich, and you say, look, I have two girls who need boot camp. And give him their contact info. You'll have to get it. Your daughter must know it. (laughs) That is an excellent idea, and I'm glad we could help. Glad we could help. Get on that. All right, Kendall, I've got a letter over here. And let's see what it says here open now it says oh dear cliff and kendall 
Uh, I recently married a man who is not named Rick, but that's what I'll call him in this letter since I want to protect Rick's anonymity. Rick and I were attracted to each other the moment our eyes met. Uh, oh, sorry, that was me, not in, not in the letter. That's that's what went wrong. And he says, <laughs> or she says, on our third date, we oops, we ended up in bed at his apartment. And Cliffin Kendall, I was so disappointed. He fizzled out in the middle of a very exciting moment. If you know, if you know what I mean, Cliffin Kendall. Don't know what you mean. Then Rick explained <laughs> that he has been unable to function with any woman who is not a redhead. He told me he liked me a lot and asked me if I would dye my hair red. I am heartbroken. I like Rick, which is not his real name, let me remind you, very much, but I am very dark complexioned and feel that my black hair is far more appropriate than a thatch of red, Cliff and Kendall. And also, Kendall, Cliff, do you think he's telling the truth? Are there really men who can function sexually only with women of a certain color hair? And that is signed so confused in the South Busheltown suburbs. Kendall, what should this dark-haired, raven-haired beauty do? Frame him for murder, first of all. No. <laughs> Look, kick him to the curb. Because uh, uh, you don't uh, need to change uh, who you uh, are uh, to make uh, him happy. Uh, 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 dump the dude. Uh, but, and and uh, if, if you don't want to do that, you've got some hang-ups and you're really close in a relationship and you do want to do something, then go get a wig and just wear it when you guys have sexy time. Other than that, kick him to the curb. Put that one in the helped column. Mark another one off the list. We've helped him. Another one bites the dust, and it's that means another listener in need. Their needs have bitten the dust. Oh, I'm so glad that we're we can be helpful during these hard times. I am too, because you know the worst thing is, is as bizarro as everything has gotten. It's like all your regular dumb life stuff, like your boyfriend won't screw you because your hair is the wrong color. All that keeps going on. Yeah, people keep coming in, making sandwiches out of your refrigerator, even though you say leave, leave. Now I did. I was uh, watering the plants out front the other day because they were all dying. Because Charles was supposed to. This guy, you know, people still like go around and cut people's grass, and, and you know, which I, I love that you got to keep these people employed and help everybody else you can. But this guy started walking up to me to ask me if if he could cut the grass, and he kept getting closer and closer. I thought if he gets closer than ten feet, I'm gonna spray him with his hose pipe. It's like stay away from me. We got to stay quarantined. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kendall, thank you for sharing that tale of your own personal fortitude during these rough, rough times. You're welcome. Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's gets a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Cliff, we've got two spots left. Oh, Kendall, what is it? What is number two? <gasps> well, um, I'm see, I've got multiple multiples that are amazing. I, I don't know what you got, but I'm just going to go ahead and say the next thing on my list. I, I would... Well, mm, no, I'm going to say tele- uh, television. Oh. Number two, television. Number two, <laughs> television. What will we do without the old boob tube? I don't know. I don't know what we would do. I don't know what I would do. I don't know who we would have been 
as people. I don't know who I am. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. Go, go on about it, Kendall. I don't want to take over. Oh, no. Why, why stop now? Uh, <laughs> no, TV's been around forever, and we watch all our favorite shows. Where would we be? We wouldn't have Murder, She Wrote. We wouldn't... The first 40 minutes of our show wouldn't even be there if we hadn't had television. So I thought it would be remiss to not bring it up. I do. I love television. I love it so much. It also, I do think, turned everyone in, in the world into just mindless zombies. Don't you think? Just a little. Just a little. I'm fine being a but, hey, hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm saying I love... As long as you bring me a plate of, of uh, brains every few minutes. <laughs> but no, I love it, of course. I, you know, in the pie chart of my life, most of it has been spent watching television. So, of course... Number one, here it, here it comes, everybody. Number one. With a bullet. Number one, far and away. Are you ready, Kendall? Oh, I'm ready. I have to ask you that for this one because it's so big. <laughs> this one I did have to ask. Kendall, make believe it's your first time. First time hearing music. Music is the world's greatest invention Music don't you agree well uh i probably would have had it number two only to podcast being number one because here we are but you know there would be nothing just like life would be lifeless <laughs> people wouldn't be even no, happy enough to do a podcast were there no music Please, the only things in life are music and television. That's the only thing left. Oh, worth I just for. love it, Kendall. I have so many musical memories that I can't even possibly get into right now. Well, and I, are you going to share any more quarantine concerts with us? Speaking of music. Well, speaking of music, you're in for a treat because oh. I did secretly record last night's quarantine concert series and you know last night was a long one. Oh, it was it went on and on and on but how great was it right uh, how great thou art right how great and thou you're gonna want to i recommend you sit down when you listen to that in a few minutes because my voice is so good but before that i do have a short clip package of just some of the world's greatest music since music is number one Oh, to, that's a good idea. That's why, why I've been working all night on it.
sun The sun is a big ball of gas up in the sky Hanging up with the clouds all hot and round Shining itself on me So I ran, fearing not where I go When a flower grows wild It can always survive Wildflowers don't care where they grow Cliff, you 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 really sold it. You you, it's number one for sure. You sold it to me. What would life be without music? It is. What is that quote? It's like if music be the something something, then play on. That's close enough. Play on. <laughs> and yeah, hey, what did everybody do when the Titanic was sinking? They... Sinking when it was. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> they just kept playing the music. They were like, "This is number one on the countdown. We got to keep playing." They did. Some idiots, they were trying to just rearrange the deck chairs, but the, uh, the smart ones. Idiots. The smart folks were there. They turned to the classical music. <laughs> it's been one hell of a show, Kendall. Oh, and hasn't it? I hope our listeners will try some of these inventions if they've never tried them before. <laughs> well, I've got a quote for you before we leave, right. before we go into the quarantine concert. Life is infinitely stranger than anything which the mind of man could invent. And that was Arthur Conan Doyle. That was a great invention. Oh, I, that was a pretty good invention there, Arthur. <laughs> All right, well, Cliff, I know you're so excited to play this uh, quarantine concert for us. Yes. And I've heard it. It's great. Yes. Listeners are going to love it. Yes. So why don't you hit it with us? Hit, right. it, hit us with it. <laughs> Fire away. All right, we'll be here next week. Oh, the hills were alive with wildflowers, and I was as wild, even wilder than they. For at least I could run, they just died in the sun, and I refused to just wither in place. Just a wild mountain rose needing freedom to grow, so I ran, fearing not. Where I'd go When a flower grows wild It can always survive Wildflowers don't care where they grow And the flowers I knew In the fields where I grew Were content to be lost in the crowd They were growing too close I had no room for growth And I wanted so much to get out So I uprooted myself from my home ground and left Took my dreams and I took 
to the road When a flower grows wild It can always survive Wildflowers don't care where they grow I grew up fast and wild And I never felt right In a garden so different from me I just never belonged I just longed to be gone So the garden one day set me free Hitched a ride with the wind And since he was my friend I just let him decide where we'd go When a flower grows wild It can always survive Wildflowers don't care where they grow Just a wild rambling rose Seeking mysteries untold No regret for the path that I chose When a flower grows wild It can always survive Wildflowers don't care where they grow Oh, thank you, and welcome again to the Quarantine Concert Series. I am just so happy to share with you the gift that the universe imbued me with at birth and bring a little light into these, oh, just so dark times. What a bummer, right? So, you know that song that I just sang so beautifully? It always reminds me of the Rye Tour, and I'm going to let you reflect on that for only a moment. And now I'm going to sing to you another one, and I know that this one is, you are just going to love it. Speaking of light, speaking of life. Speaking of all the things we need to always be thinking about. Hit it, Crockpot. <laughs> Sing along if you know the words. Nothing could be finer than to be in the Falkland Islands in the morning. No one could be sweeter than my sweetie when I meet her in the morning. When the morning glory Twine around the door Whisper pretty stories I long to hear once more Strolling with my girlie Where the dew is pearly early in the morning Butterflies all flutter up And kiss each little buttercup at dawning if I had Aladdin's lamp for only a day I'd make a wish and guess what, here's what I'd say Nothing could be finer than to be in the Falklands Islands in the morning In the morning No one could be sweeter than my sweetie when I meet her in the morning when the morning glories twines around the door Whisper pretty stories 
I wanna hear once more Strolling with my girlie when the dew is pearly early in the morning Butterflies all flutter up and kiss each little buttercup at dawn If I had Aladdin's lamp for only a day I'd make a wish and friend, here's what I'd say Nothing could be finer than to be in the Falkland Islands in the morning. Morning. Ha! For the finale today, I have a little something different, and this is why I asked you all to use the restroom before you came. So settle in, listen back. This is going to be special, guys. This is Audible. Audible Inc. presents The Great Gatsby Written by F. Scott Fitzgerald Narrated by Jake Gyllenhaal Chapter 1 In my younger and more vulnerable years, my father gave me some advice that I've been turning over in my mind ever since. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, he told me, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantages that you've had. He didn't say any more, but we've always been unusually communicative in a reserved way. Kendall, don't get that. I understood that he meant a great deal more than that. In consequence, I'm inclined to reserve all judgments a habit that has opened up many curious natures to me and also made me the victim of not a few veteran bores. The abnormal mind is quick to detect and attach itself to this quality when it appears in a normal person. And so it came about that in college I was unjustly accused of being a politician because I was privy to the secret griefs of wild, unknown men. Most of the confidences were unsought. Frequently I have feigned sleep, preoccupation or a hostile levity when I realized by some unmistakable sign that an intimate revelation was quivering on the horizon. For the intimate revelations of young men, or at least the terms in which they express them, are usually plagiaristic and marred by obvious... Ooh.